0: Welcome to this edition of Gabrielle Dolan's Authentic Leadership Podcast. Join Gabrielle as she speaks to well-known leaders on authentic leadership values and storytelling. The aim of this podcast is to encourage you to embrace authenticity in both the professional and personal contexts. The stories and experience of her guests will be a wonderful catalyst for others to learn from. So welcome to this edition of the Authentic Leadership Podcast Series, where I have the pleasure of speaking with um, Tony Johnson, who is the CEO of EY. So welcome, Tony.
1: Thanks, Gabby. <laughs> Great to be
0: here. <laughs> I feel like a bit of you know the Gleason guy who does hard chat. It was like, this is real chat. <laughs> <is real> chat. <laughs> it's like to, time to chat real. Um, so I want to talk to you a bit about authentic leadership and sure. what that means to you, really, because it's a bit of a, you know, people say it, it's a bit of a buzzword going yes. around, but what it really means to you.
1: Yeah, um, for me, authentic leadership is what what people see is, well, what they get is what they see. Yeah. Uh, What they see is what they get. Um, And to me, so those values, those behaviours that you hold true to yourself, that is what people see uh, Mm. in the workplace. And I know you're very big on storytelling, and I think storytelling can be a great way of demonstrating who you are. Yeah. Um, And then... Leading and acting and role modelling in, in in the same way.
0: Yeah. Have you found as you've got more senior that being true to yourself is easier? And I guess say as opposed to when you're just starting out and then mm. perhaps there's a bit more pressure to fit in.
1: Yeah. Oh, I think that is, that's probably a, a good point. You've got more um, uh, more flexibility. Mm. Uh, uh, more. Uh, chance to to be yourself. I think yeah. there are more constraints on you as you're coming uh, through the firm. Perhaps going the other way is the complexity of issues that challenge you, and um, therefore the application of what's important yeah. to you can be more difficult to work your way through. Yeah. The, the problems are more difficult. But, yeah. but I think your premise of it being easier as you come through is is correct.
0: Yeah, and probably the the flip side of that you just spoke about is that as has there been a time as being CEO, so yeah. you know carrying the responsibility of the firm. A time where there's been um I guess a conflict between what you would have done on a personal level and what you've had to do or toe the line or whatever as a CEO yeah and
1: I think the real contrast and, and challenge is sometimes you can you are confronted with issues as what's best for the firm and what's yes. best for an individual yeah and uh, you know when uh, a lot of the things we do are managing people whether they be clients or whether they within the within the firm and and uh, you have to work hard on what's best for the firm and what's mm. best for an individual. And yeah. sometimes that means that the the um, an individual's interest, a firm, the firm's interest has got to go uh, right above the individual's interest. Yeah,
0: yeah. What, how, how does that make you feel when that happens? Because like, I'm sure that's happened. Oh, you
1: there. spend... Um, it takes a lot of time and yeah. it takes a lot of energy. And uh, I do... I'm not sure it's my best thinking, but unfortunately in bed, where you do have a, a, a relatively clear mind, but yeah. it can become muddled pretty quickly. So yeah. some of these... Uh, Processes to think through and hopefully get to the right answer it can take two, three days and some sleepless nights gonna, uh, to, to get there.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you know, your, your wife probably knows when you when you've got a problem. Do, do you do you consult? Do you, do you talk to your wife and kids about?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. they do. We have uh, Sunday night family uh, dinners at uh, a local Chinese restaurant, and um, that is a chance to consult. But, but I like to have given it a fair bit of thought myself. Yeah. To have my either clarity of the issue uh, or clarity of the possibilities to to mm. uh, resolve it. Um, but I clearly remember uh, when the marriage equality debate was on. That was something I did discuss with the family and get the views because it was particularly important at that stage. My kids are now 22, 20 and 18. Let's say they were uh, 19, 17, 15 at the time. And it was just really interesting to get their perspective because uh, making a stand uh, on behalf of EY was about representing the people of EY and clearly all of them not the same age as me in fact. And not only the people of EY but the future people uh, of EY and more relevant than perhaps what my age group might think yep. was what are those coming through universities, schools, universities thinking yeah. at the moment?
0: And did the input probably especially from your, you know, your teenage or young adult children, did that influence what you did or what you said? It and did. Views, yeah. yeah, it
1: confirmed my view, but it gave me far more confidence that yep. uh, yeah um, in that in that view, and it gave me some real hope really because around that issue, it just showed to me that I think. Um, for lots of reasons, that the generations that are coming through uh, have a fundamental, fundamentally greater egalitarian view than yeah. perhaps what generations before. So, I mean, the generations before were bad, but they just brought up a different way, different experiences, yeah. different traditions, Absolutely. different culture, Yeah.
0: So you you took a public stand on the marriage equality as CEO of EY? Yeah, yeah.
1: We, we did. I felt it was really important to do so. Um, our purpose is to build a better working world. Yeah. and. Fundamental to that is having a diverse workforce, but more importantly, um, Mm. an inclusive and safe workplace. And um, uh, so we've got uh, a large number of LGBTI and allies within the firm, so it was important to show that we're supporting an inclusive workplace. But then there was also the opportunity to make a difference outside uh, EY, and I felt that was really important. Mm. But it, but it is important that the, the issue or the stance that you're taking, I think, does align back to uh, a, a business imperative, and that yep. was the case for us. Yeah, yeah. And of course we get argue it's, it's the right thing to do, yep. fairness, etc., but... Um, demonstrating the importance of inclusivity for all our people was was important, and our clients.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Did you get any pushback at all from any... any Remarkably, no. No.
1: Um, Sorry, from the the, uh, political class. We certainly got to mention, and I would receive letters and... Articles from newspapers with some highlighted pieces um, asking for responses. But with, within EY, mm-hmm. it was just 100% support. It was actually overwhelming some of the yeah. uh, feedback and uh, commentary that came back. We didn't do it. I didn't do it for, the, for that reason. But just the pride people had in EY making a stance, which was about inclusivity.
0: Yeah, excellent. All right. um, changing tack a bit, I, know, I guess it's probably still a social issue about the... Uh, Closing the gap on gender diversity in yes. senior leadership. Now I know you you, you take you're very strong about that and yeah. I think you have achieved
1: gender diversity or very close to it? Or um, we've, we've done some really good things, <laughs> but we've got work to do. Yeah. But our leadership, my leadership team is 50% men, yeah. 50% uh, women, which is, uh, I'm really proud of that. We have uh, on gender pay, so we don't have a pay gap at the, at the on like-for-like roles. I need yeah. to point that out, like-for-like yeah. like roles at our staff levels or our partner levels. Mm-hmm. But we've still got issues at the representation, partner representation yeah. um uh, level, so again, coming back to a sense of fairness, fairness yeah. of opportunity, inclusivity, it is really important yeah. um, to me. And I, as I mentioned, I'm proud of some. I'm proud of some of our achievements, but I'm also frustrated that we're not moving as fast as yeah. uh, what I'd like to.
0: Yeah, it um, it is one of those things. I think Australia, it just seems to be. It just seems to have been on the agenda for decades, but it's not moving as anywhere near as fast. No, it's moving, but not as fast.
1: But it is complex, uh, and this is not rationalising, but I challenge myself on it, but it it is complex, and we're overcoming hundreds of years of culture and tradition. Um, And so there's been perhaps incremental change that's made, and I think there's an interesting debate around what's incremental and what's transformation. So if we go back to marriage equality, was that sort of transformational? Did it come yeah. from nowhere? Well, it didn't really. Mm-hmm. It was incremental over yeah. time, but there's some triggers that occur. Yeah. And I'm hopeful that we, we we must keep doing the incremental, but things uh, there, there's the possibility that things happen that give us a real spurt. Yeah. And, but we've got our targets and we're working through our targets, but it um, requires continual focus. Yeah.
0: It's sometimes anything like this that's incremental and you can reach a tipping point, And it can feel transformational, but it it took a long way to get to that tipping point. I'm
1: very big on um, this notion that a minority's voice isn't heard until they've got 30% representation. And I think it's quite confronting. If I look at our partnership, we have less than 30% women as partners. We're actually treating women as a minority, and that... Clearly, uh, clearly is not right, and um, you know, as I said, quite confronting.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then and all the research points to that that's the magical figure, like you know, yeah, women, yeah. women on boards. Once we get to thirty, we're not going to stop. No. But, uh, <laughs> but you're right. We've, we've got to get. You've got to that get point. to thirty. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, probably just to change tack a little bit, um, mm. and got get to know a little bit more about you as uh, Tony Johnson, CEO. So yeah. Um, if you could change one thing about you, what would it be?
1: Mm. Um, I I think it would be to say no more often Um, and when I say no no, that's uh, uh, opportunities to engage and be involved with people Um, uh, I I like to think I'm a people person it's what interests me I like to know what makes me tick I like to know what makes others tick what makes organizations tick and so opportunities to engage with people my first response is yes yeah and of course uh there's, there is only 24 hours in a day yeah. and so that can become uh, an issue so perhaps be more selective in, yeah. that, in that way at the same time you can look at an opportunity to engage with people and you may have a view this is going to be hard work and you actually get the greatest reward from yeah. it so yeah um but but that would be would yeah, be, uh, one it's it. one of
0: those fine lines where you um, you want to be generous with your time. Yeah, um, and I imagine as CEO, you want to be approachable and uh, for everyone. But you're right; there's only a certain amount of time in yeah. the day, and and sometimes if you're saying yes to too many things, you're saying no to other things, and the no to other things end up being time with your family. Yeah, so yeah. I have um, so, so obviously you know you said yes to me for this interview, so thank yeah, you. But fine. I did. I have noticed one thing about you, and perhaps it's your approachability, is that I, you know, I spend a lot of time going to big head offices, meeting CEOs, senior people. You are the only one that comes out to reception to meet me. Mm. Is that a deliberate, like, are you sitting there going, doesn't everyone do that? Or is that a deliberate thing to say?
1: Yeah. Uh, no, it's not a deliberate uh, thing. Maybe it's just the structure of the way the yeah. the office works. But I, I do hold myself to sort th- of three key leadership attributes, which are about uh, accessibility, authenticity, yeah. and, and fairness. And the accessibility piece is important to me because it goes to approachability, visibility, yeah. responsiveness. Yeah. Um, so no, it's not by uh, <laughs> it's not by design. It's probably more the design of the office, I suspect. Yeah. Um, than anything else. Yeah.
0: I, I, I didn't think it was design, and, no. and I suspect it's probably less the design of the office. But you you just it's naturally coming to you. If someone's come to meet you, why would you not just come yeah, go and meet them? Yeah. But like I said, it was um it's a noticeable thing mm, okay. yeah. of, it's. Um, it just doesn't happen. What is um, and you may not have one of this, but yeah. perhaps what's the most embarrassing thing you've done in business?
1: Yeah, there's probably a long list I okay. would uh, thought, but one that does stand out is that I was uh, being introduced to a client annual general meeting, and there might have been 500, thousand people there. I'm not yeah. sure in, a, in an auditorium, and I stood up, and as was expected, sort of turned and uh, acknowledged the the audience and then proceeded to sit down. But the chair had flipped up on me, so uh was straight down <laughs> on my rear, and um, there was a, a shareholder sitting behind me, who I suspect was 85 years of age, and was clearly there for the free sandwiches, yeah. sort of patted me on the back and said, it'll be alright."
0: <laughs> made
1: me feel a little better. Yeah,
0: it happens to the best of us, uh-huh. yeah. No, that, that's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Um, just still on the authentic leadership, who, Who do you admire as someone that really displays authentic
1: leadership and why? Um, I have never had one particular mentor or one person I looked at, but so many people, there's elements that you look at and say, gee, that's fantastic. You also look at some people and say, I don't want to do those elements. but. I guess the selflessness of Nelson Mandela would really yeah. stand out, and yeah. just that empathy and warmth that I never met him, but mm. that he appeared to have with mm. people, and just genuine respect. Yeah. Um, and that he was able to uh, act behave in in such an authentic way, despite what he'd been through. Yeah. Like this is um, sort of mind boggling, really.
0: Yeah. It sort of puts your um, I guess your day to day challenges into perspective when you when you look at someone like that. True. Um. And speaking of that, what, what what perhaps is the hardest part of your job, do you think?
1: Um, yeah, I think it's... Well, it, it is the, the time management. I, you know, yeah. It's uh, different roles, but you know, it really is 24-7, and I enjoy it that way. I enjoy yeah. the adrenaline and the energy that comes uh, with it. One of my... Um, favorite sayings, or uh, favorite sayings is the answer is always somewhere in between, not in the yeah. middle. And that's a response to the world isn't black and white. And yeah. if you're not able to um, be deal with ambiguity, uh, be comfortable with ambiguity, yeah. then I think you're at a real disadvantage. We've, so the people within EY clients all come from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. different experiences, and uh, have different views. So working your way through people's different views and having an understanding that uh, they all can be right even if they're polar opposite yeah. and then making a path through yeah. I think is, is probably one of the challenging ways to keep reminding yourself that uh, I, I, I glass half a full person people do get up in the morning to do the right thing they don't yep. get up in the morning to do the wrong thing so what is it that's caused them to either behave in the way that they have or to have the view that they have and just remembering that there will always be a, a reason for that. And sometimes yeah. in the hustle and bustle, you can forget and become um, use your judgment, yes. which has obviously come yeah. from a certain spot as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, excellent. Um, so let's, uh, let's go a little bit more personal now. When you're, when you're not being CEO, which I know is never the case because <laughs> you literally mm. just said it's 24-7, even in the middle of the night mm. you're tossing and turning and about things, um, but what's the one thing you love doing when you're when you're not being CEO yeah. or just um, when you're not at work, really? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and it probably does come back to uh, family. I mentioned yeah. the Sunday night uh, dinners, uh, but it would be I put travel, family, um, food, wine, yeah. sort of yeah. relaxation yeah. together. Just recently back from a family holiday in. in um, in Hawaii and then you know, the year before we spent time in Spain and Greece and just to have yep. focused time yep. where probably I'm more present than what yeah. I would be in yeah. uh, uh, you know, a normal 20 yep. uh, normal day week uh, yep. work week um, that would be where I'd yeah. you know, feel uh you know, feel, feel great. Yeah. yeah.
0: And are the family holidays still with your children because they're yeah. obviously... Lost. Yeah, they are. And I think... As, they're, long, they're, as, they're, as, long, as, as long as Dad's paying, we're going. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> so
1: 22, 20 and 18, and I can't see it ending for a while. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it probably... It, no doubt it does add to the... Uh, so the credit card bill, but you wouldn't have it any other no. way. And um, yeah. and you know, long long may that continue.
0: Yeah. Do they bring their girlfriend's boyfriends?
1: We're uh, getting more closer to that uh, stage. Yeah. It's A bit of surprise at uh, dinner time at night when there's extra chairs around yeah. the uh, extra chairs around the table. But again, that's the circle of life. It and is. Fantastic. It is. Yeah.
0: And you've spoken to me before about the uh, Sunday night Chinese dinners mm. that you you just know that that's. Um, it's almost a safe place that your family yeah. come to and, and look out for, and it's yeah. you speak about it a lot, so it's obviously very important. Um, yeah, and I've, I, I think I think it's a good thing as, as long as yeah. as long as they want to keep holidaying with with you. I think it's, it's a sign of a great relationship you've got with your family. Um,
1: what's do you,
0: you talked about a quote towards? What's a favourite quote you have? Yeah. Do you have a favourite quote?
1: Uh, I'm not sure I have a favourite quote, I tend yeah. to make them up myself, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> random and I think words. I've described, uh, I've just really been fortunate with the experiences I've had, um, many varied and messed so many things up and yeah. got some things right to catch what I call my rules, which are just little sayings. Yeah. And, um, that are built up over time, so they're not particularly uh, profound or, or cerebral necessarily. I mentioned the one earlier about the answers are somewhere in between, yeah. and people often recite that. Oh, you mean somewhere in the middle? I said, no, no, no. no not no, even in the middle, but it, it, it could be 99.1 yeah. or 199. Yeah. I mentioned the, um, uh, being comfortable with ambiguity. Yeah. Um, related to that is if you are ambiguous in your communications then people will interpret that yeah. negatively. Uh, it, yeah. it won't be 50-50, it will be uh, will be negatively. Perhaps the only other one I'd call out is um, you know, n- never to back people into a corner. Always give yeah. people an, an opportunity uh, with dignity and respect to yeah. work their way out of it. Yeah. Uh, an issue. so I thought there's a fundamental there is sort of some respect. Yeah. So not a particular quote, but um,
0: I love the fact that you make up your own quotes. I can almost see a desk calendar. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. once a week it's the the quote of the week. I, I, I do laugh that I threatened to write a book. Oh but, no, uh, I was. It's, it's, and then my next thing was going to be that is an absolute book. That is a gold yeah. of a book advice. To give anyone starting out is like you my know. My kids
1: would say that they're already bored with it now, so yeah. <laughs> uh, no need to put it into a book.
0: <laughs> no, my, um, I'm the same. My kids, you know, you give them advice, and it's mm. like, yeah, mummy, what? And you, I, I sometimes come out and go, you know, people pay good money to listen to me, and yeah. <laughs> it's just like they just walk away. <laughs> All good. Um, Sort of similar to quotes, but corporate jargon. You know, I'm a fan yeah. of or a fan of reducing corporate jargon. Do you have one you absolutely um, hate? And if you could just, as you I'm, know, CEO, go with this is banned.
1: I'm completely amazed at the the, the way they emerge over oh, time. The yeah. one that I, I really sticks in my mind maybe it was one of the first that I heard and didn't understand. Perhaps yeah. was paradigm shift. And oh, that was yeah. hot to trot probably yeah. through the 90s maybe. Yeah. Um, the one I it's it sort of great, on me at the moment is uh, any new initiative or project needs to be stood up we're going to stand something oh, up, up and has uh, and, that, and, and and
0: that, that replaced running up the flagpole That it, well maybe it
1: has yeah um, but everything's going to be stood up so like, yeah. I'm sure it'll have its, it's time it's, in the sun and then something else will yeah. emerge
0: and it is um it is amazing how they just emerge, like yeah. optics. You know, yeah. the optics. The optics don't look good. That's the the right. optics yeah. don't yeah. be good on that. You, you know, though, you know, and you've been um, CEO of EY, you know, I blame the professional service firms for jargon. Well, yeah. I they, we've got. They, got uh, they, they, they tend to create it.
1: Yes, please. <laughs>
0: yes. well yeah noted no no um Do you love cooking?
1: Uh, I love eating. Uh, like I'm really spoiled that my yeah. wife is a fantastic uh, cook. I say that she's blocked me from the kitchen. Yeah, okay. well, she would say that I've never shown never entered any interesting energy into the kitchen. The the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. So I suspect that... She then would say you don't even know where the kitchen is. She isn't? would say that, yeah. yep, correctly. Uh, correct. So I think that normally means perhaps in a traditional Australian manner, it's the barbecue that yeah. uh, becomes my um, area of expertise. So nothing better than getting a... Uh, a nice piece of steak and yep. spending your time with some, you know, getting your salt and pepper and your yeah. uh, your, um, your olive oil and uh, getting that temperature absolutely right, so to serve the, the perfect Thank steak. You.
0: We have a running joke because I, I will buy you know meat. I'll marinate it. I'll say to my husband Steve, it's time to put the meat on. I go, it's time to t- take it off time to rest it and then we put it up and his mother always goes this is a beautiful meal Steve <laughs> it's just like we have this running joke of beautifully cooked he's food. responsible for
1: he's it responsible yeah.
0: what's your um you would have grown up in the 80s like me what's yeah. your favorite 80s artist or song yeah. that you know you just
1: uh look I was a big midnight oil uh, okay. fan yeah and uh the album 10 to 1 was uh right up there and so power and the passion and read about it and yeah. uh, so I think I've seen the oil's mean um, ten or twelve times, yeah. it was probably growing up in country victoria, there wasn 't a lot of uh, concerts of note, but I do remember perhaps it was year eleven going to my first concert, which was a midnight Oil, yeah. uh concert, and then I had the chance last November to take the family to see uh, oh, wow. midnight Oil yeah but uh, which was a thrill, but more the fact that they really enjoyed it yes. was, um, yeah. was even, uh, big a bigger thrill yeah a bit different to uh, some of the times I saw them at the Foster's Night Spot in Dandenong but uh, a fair bit safer I was going to
0: say when you hear one of their songs now does it take you back to a specific time
1: yeah it it does and uh, I'm I'm certainly no dancer and in fact I've only got two modes of dancing one's Mick Jagger from the Stones and the other one's Pete Garrett from uh, Midnight Oil I was going to say
0: if you're a Midnight Oil fan you probably don't need to be a good dancer well it's it's a skill (laughs) you can't see it now but Tony's doing his uh, Peter Garrett impersonation Um, and I find too as a parent there is nothing cooler than when your kids are singing along to songs that, and you know you've just been playing them obviously non-stop for 30 years they've got no choice but um, but they they seem to be actually enjoying it Um, one final question I have for you. If you could give one piece of advice to your 20-year-old self, what yep. would it be?
1: Yeah, it would be based on the, the, the 30 years that have gone after that. Of um, uh, I guess re- focus on your fitness and, and your health. Play sport, for example, as long yeah. as you uh, can. Uh, the gift of a healthy uh, body, which touch wood, I've still uh, yep. got. But at 20, you know, you're... you're um, uh, you're bulletproof and, yeah. uh, and life's going to go on. You'll be nimble and flexible and uh, as, as you're always going to be. And as you get older, time and uh, time Come age on. makes yeah. a difference. So I think having a greater understanding of that at an earlier stage yeah. and, and being more disciplined in that yeah. way uh, would be one.
0: Yeah, what sports did you play as
1: a kid that you sort of kept going into your adult? Yeah, um, Aussie rules football yeah. and, and cricket growing yeah. up in the country. That was pretty much was, two. Basketball, did, so yeah. I probably played cricket till... Uh, you know, into my 30s and basketball, maybe close to the 40s. And then uh, uh, Aussie Rules had some knee issues, so that was probably 24, 25. But um, just fantastic times, the camaraderie, staying fit. um, You know, so big wrap for for sport and team sport in particular.
0: Excellent. Thanks, Tony, for being part of it. I really enjoyed our chat.
1: Fantastic. Lovely to do so, Gabriel. Okay, thank you.
0: We hope you have enjoyed this podcast in the Authentic Leadership Series. Visit the Resource Library on Gabrielle's website to access a collection of free material on business storytelling and thought leadership.